Podcast world, hope you're all good, hope you're all phenomenal well. In fact, on this beautiful day, Tim here, your host of the Tim Spears Audio Expression, and my friend, I tell you now, I'm fired to freaking hell I'm very excited, it's good to have you here with me today. This is going to be a podcast where I'm going to break down everything that I've learned throughout my career as a peak performance mindset coach working with elite athletes, business owners, the shakers and movers of the world helping them achieve consistent peak performance. Now, my friends, how I do that is I'm going to share some content around what it really means to master peak performance and master the inner game around your actions, your beliefs, your feelings, the things that really control who we are at a deep level. I'm going to teach you how you can show up consistently as the best version of yourself. Now, my friends, there's two real deep things that I really need you to know right now about me is one, I swear a lot. Now, if you followed my stuff even mildly over the last few years, you'll know that for a fact. Um, But if you're at the podcast, you're on the podcast right now and you're a new listener, I need you to be okay with the fact that I swear a lot. I'm not going to apologize. It's just who I am. It's how I show emotion. Um, But my friends, number two is that I'm pretty straight to the point. So if you're someone out there right now and you're looking to achieve peak performance, you're in the right place. So my friends, without further ado, let's freaking do this. world. Hope you're all good. First of all, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate deeply, deeply appreciate your time and attention. And I cannot wait to take you through this little journey, this little process and this little story around who the freaking hell I am. Because at the end of the day, I want you to have a good understanding of who you're listening to. I want you to have a good understanding of the person behind this podcast. I don't want to just be another person who bangs all these truths, all these things home for you around peak performance. I want you to understand how I got here, who I am, what I stand for, what's essentially led me to you know working with people all over the world, peak performance, athletes, business owners, the shakers and movers of the world. Um, I, I'm genuinely very excited to share it. Um, maybe you might pull some inspiration from it. Maybe you might be able to relate to it. Maybe you will have an epic, epic connection because you've been you you've been through something similar. I don't know, but I just feel really pulled to share this story, um, which is going to be fucking epic. But firstly, of course, as always, I swear a lot. I need you to be okay with that. Um, I'm going to pre-frame hard that there probably will be swearing. There's probably already been four or five. I really don't know. Um, but I just need you to know, I know I pre-frame it in the intro and everything, but I just need you to know there's going to be a lot of swearing. Um, deal with it. Now, my friends, today I am blessed. Honestly, absolutely blessed to be doing what I'm doing. I love what I do. I love my life. I love everyone in it. And um, 
you know, I'm working as a peak performance mindset coach, working with people all over the world. I'm running events here in Melbourne. I'm literally living out my passion, which is something that, you know, I once had completely no idea what my purpose was, what my passion was, what I even wanted to fucking do with my life. So it hasn't always been like this for me. I want you to know that this person that you hear talking on the podcast, this person that you see all over Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, it it hasn't always been like this for me. I haven't always been this person who shows up, who really manifests things that he wants into his life. I haven't really always been this person who's been confident, certain, um, you know, enthusiastic, fuck, optimistic, you know, an extrovert. My God, all of these things that people say to me around like, oh, you just don't understand. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm an introvert or I'm just not as confident as you. I'm like, I never used to be this person. And I guess that's, one of the strong, strong reasons as to why I want to really break down this podcast and why I want to freaking bring some noise with my story um, early on so that you can understand that you um, can make anything happen. You can seriously go from nothing to something to fucking everything, literally, within um, a short, you know, relatively short period of time um, because I, I, I can tell you now I, I, I have done so. And I'm not saying that from ego. I'm not saying that to blow. I'm saying that because I want you to know, I want to implore with you that you can do whatever you want. Um, but now that that's out of the road, my friends, I guess to really kick things off, I was blessed. I can tell you now, I, I was blessed to be brought up in a, in a very loving family. Um, grew up in a little small town, um, you know, around two hours west of Melbourne. And it was a small community. Um, you know, everyone knew everyone. It was a beautiful place. My family was very loving. And, you know, um, I guess going through school, through primary school, we can really start there. Um, as, you, as you'll know, by the way, just to jump in quickly, uh, I'm very raw with this sort of stuff. Like I don't have anything that I'm going off. I don't have a fucking a checklist in front of me. I literally just go by feel because um, I think that that's the most effective way. So if I feel – if you feel like I'm like jumping around a little bit, that is why. But I guess to start in primary school, my friends, I hated school. Literally hated school. The only reason I went, I really enjoyed school somewhat was because I got to knock around with the friends and I got to play fucking Pokemon, um, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Z, all the good stuff. If you love Dragon Ball Z, I'd love to hear your review. <laughs> um, actually, you know, Pokemon was probably my game. I was a fucking, I was a baller. I was an absolute baller with Pokemon cards. I can tell you now, I was a savage. Um, my friends really did not enjoy school that much. I, I was labeled dumb. I was almost kept down. Um, I think it was like year four or five. I can't even remember really. Um, but look, I was called in for everything under the sun. He's a slow learner. He can't read. Um, he has trouble focusing. We should keep him down. Here's some extracurricular work that he needs to do from home. All of the good stuff, right? And actually funny, my, my dearest mother, um, she actually told me that my teacher, he was around my fourth or fifth grade teacher, actually said to her that if Tim put as much energy into his schoolwork as he did his football, he would be very successful. And, you know, I look back on that and I'm like, yeah, yeah of course, if I want to fucking, if I wanted to crush it in school, but I wanted to be a footballer. Now, having the awareness that I have now, I'm like, maybe I should have just listened some more. Maybe I should have just focused some more. But the reality was that my one dream, as a kid was to play AFL. 
that was my dream for all the um, you know international um, listeners right now. AFL is Australian Football League, which is basically like professional football over here in Australia. Okay, that was my one thing. That was what I was going to do. I had no other like nothing was even on the table. I was like, you know, be accountant, banker, doctor. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I'll be a footballer. That's bottom line. And look, I think that's a dream of a lot of kids, you know, growing up. But dude, I was. You gotta understand, I was fucking tunnel vision. I had nothing else. I was like tunnel vision apart from Pokemon. I was like tunnel vision towards that thing. Um, it was all I did. It's all I focused on. And, you know, it made me into a good footballer. I can tell you now I was, I was, I had a lot of ability as a youngster. Um, it's funny. Mom and dad, dad told me that, you know, and I can remember to this day, um, you know, me running around the backyard, just dreaming, just pretending that I was playing in front of, you know, 60, 50, whatever the freaking hell you want to you want to call it, 80,000 people all cheering for me. I used to kick the footy to myself. I used to kick goals. I used to celebrate with these two little posts we had in the backyard. And that, I can tell you now, was my first experience of visualization. Because I can tell you now, like, it's funny how as a, as a, as a child, and I'm sure you can relate, is as a child, like, your imagination is just crazy. The things that you can think about, the things that you can visualize. Oh, it was just as if I was playing in front of all these people. And that was my dream. That was my ambition. Um, so to segue, you know, out of primary school, again, basically flunked it, just just wanted to play football 24-7 um, and went to secondary school, <clears throat> pardon me, and the same shit, all right, year seven, eight, nine. I was just so focused on football. It's all I focused on literally. Um, but because by this stage, like I was buying into the stuff that I wasn't cut out for school. I wasn't smart. I couldn't learn. I forgot stuff. I couldn't comprehend. Um, so, you know, at that stage, I had built some beliefs around the fact that I was a failure at school. So I was like, why would I bother? I'm just going to channel all my energy into football. And that's what I did. And I got very, very good. Um, ended up making it onto a, um, I guess a state level team here in, in Victoria, um, went to tryouts, um, went to the next stage, got through all these stages, started playing really good football, started to find some good mentors, et cetera, et cetera. And that really started to open my eyes up to what was possible. Started to talk to some of the AFL players who were training and stuff like that. And I was like, well, this dream, this dream that I have is really starting to manifest. Now, I didn't know it at that stage, but I look back on it now and I'm like, I was just a kid. I had no fucking idea. Um, but it was that at that stage, my friends, I was about halfway through secondary school when I guess things started to spiral out of control. Okay. Now, what I mean by that is I started to not listen at school much at all. I started to resent going to school. I started making some bad decisions around going out, around not focusing on my football so much, focusing on going out, girls, alcohol, um, you know, the drill. Now, from that place, this is where it all starts to, I guess, spiral out of control. So in school, made again, made some bad decisions outside of school. In school, made a decision that changed my life forever, which was, um, you know, something I look back on and I'm not, um, you know, I don't regret anything. I just want to pre-frame that and say I don't regret anything because it's built me into who I am today and it all had to happen for me to become this person. But I made a decision that, it essentially got me um, kicked out of school, 
Okay, got me kicked out of the school. Um, luckily, I had a good relationship with like a few of the teachers and stuff like that. Because as much as I just fucked around in, in class and stuff like that, I still had respect, and I still had the respect of the teachers, and I respected the other students, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the teacher actually said, "Look, he doesn't have to completely go from school. He can just finish his exams." Um, basically after hours at the school just so he can just get through. And that's essentially what I did. I just got through. But essentially what happened was I got kicked off the state-level team after they heard what happened at school and a few of the other bad decisions that I was making at that time. And that was a turning point in my life when I thought that my fucking dream had just been ripped out of my fucking clinches and I felt like my whole world fell apart. I even look back on it now and I remember the day when I didn't make the team for the, you know, that the next year they didn't call, they didn't message, they didn't tell me anything and then um, did get the, you know, the notification that it was because of what had happened at school and I felt like literally uh, my heart had been pulled out. Everything that I'd been working towards, all of this stuff that I put all this energy into from school, uh, I, I completely disregarded everything else and I put all my energy into that one thing and it just got ripped away. Um, now, knowing what I know now, I'm like, look, it could have just been a stepping stone and I could have really used that to my advantage, but I didn't have that awareness back then. And um, it's part of the reason I do what I do today, but it's something when I look back on it, it that pain that I felt, I was like, whoa, I do not, you know, um, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Now, this is, again, where it starts to really unfold and gets very messy and gets me into a very dark, fucking treacherous place. Um, from that place, I got kicked off the get kicked off the team and, and then I just felt like I had nothing. So I started making some more bad decisions and then for the next probably two to three years of my life were an absolute blur where I was going out. This is where it starts to get into not just alcohol um, but drugs as well. And I'm always going to be raw and vulnerable, vulnerable with you guys because I think that you know a lot of you will resonate with it. Maybe some of you will pull some inspiration from it. Maybe some of you out there, the parents out there, can have some empathy to what um, I guess your kids could ever go through. It. Not that I wish it upon any of them, but um, I just really want to be as raw as I can right now, as you'll, you'll probably tell. Um, the drugs and alcohol started to take over my life and I started to get into a dark, dark place and a vicious cycle of overwhelmed stress, concern and ultimate depression um, where I was just completely, basically threw in my football career, hadn't really done any form of training. I was missing trainings. I went from playing on the state level team, playing in my senior um, football team as like, you know, a pretty young dude to basically not even making that team and playing in the seconds, which is, you know, a reserves team for the good team. <laughs> so basically I went from playing state level to basically on, on that state level list to basically nothing. And that's when I just basically threw it away and thought that my life was fucking over, to be honest. Um, so I went from that and then my, I guess, problems and, and experimentations from Outside of football on the weekends got worse and worse and worse. And I got myself into a dark, dark place. Like I can't even explain some of the shit that um, I guess that I would went through. And again, again, I don't regret any of it. And I'm glad that I fucking went through it because, again, it's built me into who I am today. 
But obviously, it was affecting me and my relationships at a very, very deep level, almost tearing my family apart. As I said earlier, the community where I was growing up, everyone knew everyone. Everyone knew what, you know, I guess everyone was getting up to. And my my parents, bless them, uh, love them dearly and have an epic fucking relationship with my whole family now. Um, and again, that's why this sort of stuff can, can really... I guess, unfold into a beautiful thing and, and a family can really flourish outside of this stuff or beyond this stuff, I should say. Um, now, obviously, it started to get worse, almost tore my family apart. Um, they were very concerned. As you can imagine, if you're a mother or a father out there or even a brother or sister, if you see your sibling or your son or your, your daughter go through this, it can, and I would only fucking imagine what they were going through seeing me come home from, you know, three, four day benders, uh, not hearing from me at all, um, you know, and I remember, you know, uh, my, I guess my parents and that saying like, Tim, like you've got to stop, like something's going to happen. And obviously me as a, you know, a teenager, little awareness and, and basically just no, I guess, insight into what I was going to do with my life. I had a dead end job at this stage. Um, I was just completely disregarding it and saying, oh, no, there's nothing. Nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing will ever happen to me. What do you mean? It's fine. I know. I know. I should stop. Yeah, 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 of course. It's all good. Not knowing the damage that I was doing, not only to myself, but most importantly, my family, my loved ones, the ones I held dearest, um, you know, crying myself to sleep at night, not going home for three, four days, just beating myself up, you know, like in a dark, dark place. Bottom line, I don't need to go into it too much, but I was in a fucking bad way. Terrible. <clears throat> now, something really happened um, in, in in my life that, that just completely changed the trajectory again. Now, obviously, we were, we, there, was a, there was a big crew um, that we used to knock around with and, and, you know, we used to fucking party up. We used to have fun. But there was, there, there was a stage where one of us um, – one of us in that circle, in that close, wasn't one of my super close friends, but he was someone who I cared about deeply, grew up with him as a family. Um, he wasn't so fortunate and lost his life, um, you know, in in the fucking, you know, in the fire, in the trenches, while everything was going on. It still gets me to this day that it was the most traumatic thing hearing about um, this young dude getting his life taken at such a young age who was doing the same shit I was doing, who was partying the same as I was. And um, I guess that was the thing. That was the thing that shook me the fuck up and just made me realize. And I look back on it from this day and again, I, I don't regret any of it. And I think everything happens for a reason. And I look back on this and I think uh, it was the most adverse terrible, fucking painful thing that I've had to hear and I guess um, experience seeing his family, my family look uh, the way, you know, everything, the, the way that everything unfolded after I heard that he had passed, he had his life ripped away. Um, it made me realize that life's short and I should start listening to the people around me who care about me deeply and I should stop fucking around. And it was from that day forward. Now, now that that's out of the way, look, that's a, that's basically a bit of a long story short. Where there's a few other little things in there that happened throughout that little journey that made me realize, fuck, I need to do something. But it was that main thing that took me from a place of, yeah, yeah I know I should change, to I need to change. All right? So to segue into this next 
area of the story. Um, while I move on, and my God, like, bless his soul who, who was taken. I still to this day know that he'd be looking down saying, fucking, you just got to crush it. You got to do these things. You got to live your life authentically to you because it can be ripped, ripped away. Fuck, it can be ripped away so quickly. Um, I literally got tingles thinking about it right now, like uh, how short life can be. <sighs> anyway, that was the thing that made me realize fucking life short. I've got to make something happen. And I literally sat down with myself and I said, who the fuck am I? What am I doing? Like what the freaking hell am I thinking? Like all of this stuff that I'm doing, the relationships that I'm just completely ruining, myself, my health, my mental health one. But fuck, what am I doing to my body? It made me realize that I need to make a decision to really move forward. Now, this was when I was around 22, 23 years old, okay? Now, from that place, I made a conscious freaking decision, okay? Maybe I was about 22. It might have been 22. 22, 23, around that age, okay? I don't want to fucking butcher that, but it was around that age. <sighs> I made a decision in that moment. I can still remember it to this day. I said to myself, I said, I'm going to live the less, the rest of my freaking life getting after things that I love, loving the people who fucking care about me deeply, loving the people who I care about deeply because I deserve it and they deserve it. And I'm going to stop. Now from that place, I literally stopped drinking, stopped going out. I fucking left the job where I was at. I fucking, there was a relationship I was in that was no longer, it was like this complete change of dynamic, this paradigm shift of like, okay, <clears throat> pardon me, this is where I am, I am cutting everything, everything was cut, I stopped drinking, I obviously stopped taking drugs, God forbid, fucking hell, I stopped taking drugs, and then life changed. After that decision, I said, you know what, I'm going to get myself back into shape, basically this time I'm playing no football at all. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to get back into football. I'm going to get back in the gym. I started looking after myself from a health and fitness standpoint. And I started fucking working like a savage for years. I'm talking for, fuck, I'm talking like 12 months. I did not go out. I did not touch a freaking drop of alcohol, any drugs. Started to be ripped away from my friend circle. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, where the freaking hell have you been? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've just got this on, got that on. I started to move myself away from the environment. And it was fucking hard. It was very hard. It was emotional. It was, you know what? It was almost easier to keep going out and just, you know, to just suppress all emotions and escape reality like I was before I made the decision because it was so fucking hard. I look back on it now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm proud of myself for doing it. And I can understand why people get stuck because it is fucking hard. Now, <clears throat> From that place, I started working on myself from a health and fitness standpoint, got myself into phenomenal shape, and then I started to think. I'm like, wow, I'm starting to really fucking get in shape. I'm starting to feel better. I'm back in, you know, playing football again. I'm starting to play good football again, and it made me think. I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm making massive progress right now in my health and fitness, and I'm starting to see good results. I wonder what would happen if I just started to channel some of that energy into personal development, yeah, I was said, uh, people said I was fucking dumb when I was young. I couldn't read properly. I couldn't comprehend. What if I found something that I loved reading about and loved developing about? And it was the mind because I was fascinated, fascinated how it was just a mindset shift of something significant happening in my life. My good friend being fucking taken away at such a young age. It was that thing that made me realize and that thing that influenced my decision to really make something happen. So I'm like, 
I'm going to study the human mind. And I started to study how to build a mindset around fucking peak performance. That's why I'm so good at what I do today because I am ingrained from this dark, dark place of I want to know what really holds people back, what really moves people forward. And I started studying. I started reading a book per week throughout this time. I was reading a book per week. I wasn't going out on weekends taking freaking drugs and alcohol. I was reading books. Do you know the contrast in that? I'm looking back on it. I'm like, fuck, it was crazy. You know, my friends messaging me and my old friends messaging me like, dude, where are you? Like, we're going out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just not, too, not feeling too well. Um, I'm fucking reading a book around mindset. You know how weird how that contrast is? Uh, and from that place, I started to grow into this person. Um, and then funnily enough, I put my head down. Now I'm talking, I put my head down, I went hard on the things that were going really well. I cut all the things that weren't serving me. And um, you know, again, long story short, I made it back onto a semi-professional football list, which is still something today that I'm like, wow, it was an amazing, amazing period of my life where I went from being cut from a state level team. This is around the period of like four, four and a half years. So it is a it's a it's a, a I guess a long story cut short-ish. Um, but I am putting in the most, you know, impactful parts of it. Now I look at that and I'm like, I went from not playing a game. I got cut from my fucking team to playing on a semi-professional list. Now, for those of you in Australia, you'll probably know the, the VFL for those of you interstate, the interstate, the interstate, um, podcasters on here, the VFL is basically the level under the AFL, which is a semi-professional level. Um, and that made me realize, you know, I wasn't the best VFL footballer, don't get me wrong. I only played like six games or something like that. I didn't have injuries and I, I didn't um, I didn't play that many games. I didn't play a whole season, but it wasn't that. It was the principle. It was the principle that I learned that if you make a fucking decision that you're going to fucking do something and then you make a decision that no freaking doubt about it, you're going to make it happen no matter what, even if you have to lose friends, even if you have to go through immense amount of tears, even if you have to feel like your whole fucking life's been ripped down the fucking gurgler, even if you feel like you're going through the trenches, taking grenades like a fucking animal, need, it made me realize that if you make a decision, you can do anything. That was the principle that I learned. And now on the back end of that to really, I guess, come down the home straight where um, I made the VFL list and I was doing that semi-professionally. So I was doing only that. I didn't have to really work. From that place, I really studied because I built all these habits and these routines around learning. I'm like, okay, what can I really learn now that's really going to impact my life and my, you know, I guess my future self and my family and, and what I really want to build. <clears throat> and that led me to, um, I guess, you know, again, everything happens for a reason and there's so many little things that happened to lead me to this place. But, um, you know, the strength and conditioning coach at the, um, the VFL club where I was playing was like, you know, dude, you should look into start doing some PT. Like you're an epic fucking, you know, you have like good leadership qualities. You're an epic energy, you're an epic dude. And from that place, I started to study PT and, uh, I was become a personal trainer, started my own business outside of the VFL. And then from that place started to do, you know, personal training for around about <clears throat> 18 months, fucking loved it, helping people. The reason I was so passionate about it because it helped me. It was the thing, the gym and, and you know, working on myself physically was the thing that made me, I really, I get back in the game and get away from drugs and alcohol. So I wanted to bring that gift to other people. And then, you know, from that place, oh, I'm just so blessed 
with, with this period of my life. From that place, I met epic people, epic people, meaning I met some of my best friends throughout that period of being a PT. I invested in this company where I was, you know, taught, taking my business online, uh, met my fuck, one of my best friends through that. Um, and through the events that I've been through, essentially met all of my best friends now who I just fucking love dearly. Shout out to all you fucking legends. And from that place, you know, I was obviously doing PT, but it still just fascinated. And, and again, it was that thing that just fascinated me. I'm a very curious person. It's one of my gifts. I was fascinated how I could give someone the same, you know, workout plan, same meal plan, and one would succeed and one would completely fuck, just like completely end up even worse, stressed, overwhelmed, worried, frustrated. And I was just fascinated by that. And I'm like, okay, I need to start to study what really deeply holds people back around their fucking beliefs, their actions, because there's no difference from this person to that person except the mindset. So I need to get fucking the best at what I do. And I started to invest in all different sorts of um, courses, coaches around mindset. Um, I still pay coaches ridiculous amounts of money these days because I want to be the best at what I do and I have huge ambitions um, going forward. And I think that's one thing that really has influenced me is surrounding myself with mentors and investing in myself. But that'll be a a podcast um, for another day. It was that thing that made me really who I am today which is a peak performance mindset coach. And I'm blessed to say this. It gives me goosebumps. You know, a peak performance mindset coach who really helps elite athletes, business owners, the shakers and movers of the world remove all self-doubt, master the inner game around visualization, manifestation, master their feelings, actions, beliefs, and who they are at a deep level because, fuck, the reason why I'm so passionate about it and why I'm so good at it is because I've been – through the fucking trenches. I've been through a place where I don't wish upon anyone. I don't want anyone to feel the pain I felt when I had my, well, I felt like I had my career ripped away from me when I had my good friend ripped away from me. I don't want anyone to feel that. I don't want anyone to feel that pain. And and that's why I'm so passionate about what I do now. It's why I can stay up till fucking one o'clock learning this stuff and just investing in this stuff because I myself have been through the trenches and it's my mission and my purpose to serve people so that they don't have to go through that or at least I can pull them the fuck out. And that's me, my friends. That is me. Um, you know, a bit more about like, dude, uh, I guess I, I run my business from here in Melbourne. I, I do it globally. Um, I run events here in Melbourne, three, four-day events. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of um, stuff on the website that you got to check out, which will be linked in this um, in this podcast. But my friends... That's a bit about my story. And again, I think that everything happens for a reason. If I can just finish on this, I strongly believe everything happens for a reason. Strongly. Everything that's happened in my life, I'm like, if that didn't happen, who knows where I would be today? Um, But I'm blessed to be living my dream life, to be living my passion, to be living my purpose, to be surrounded by people who I adore, to have a loving family who just care for me and, and who I just love being around. I want this story to be permission for you to feel whatever you're feeling and to take action on the things that you love. I was a kid with a dream. I wanted to play AFL, but now I realized that my dream was really to help people move into the AFL, to help business move into peak performance and to really help people manifest their dream life. That's what I was visualizing. That's who I wanted to be and that's who I am. Um, I want this story to be permission for you to just go courageously at what you love because trust me, it is fucking hard. It can be a struggle 
And it may feel like the whole world's against you, but I can tell you now it's worth it at the other end. So I implore you all, my friends, if this podcast has influenced you at all, if my stories influence you at all, please, please reach out to me. Tell me your story. Tell me what you're going to achieve. Um, my friends, that's it from me. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoy breaking it down for you. Um, I can't wait to have you on the next one. Um, any questions or anything like that, reach out to me on all my social platforms. Um, otherwise, my friends, thanks for tuning in. I deeply, deeply appreciate your time and attention. Have the best day of your life. Take a swing on things you love because life can be fucking ripped away at any moment. Enjoy it. Let's do it. My friends, my friends, thanks for tuning in to this podcast. That is it for this episode. I trust that you got a whole bunch out of it. Um, But my friends, I deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate your time and attention. Really does mean the world to me um, to have you on board with me. And, you know, my friends, I would deeply appreciate it even more if you could leave me a review, leave me your honest opinion. Honestly, if this podcast impacted you at any level, if you are a more well-rounded performer after hearing me bring some noise, please, it would make my day. If you could leave a review, take the 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 seconds out of your day to leave a heartfelt review it would literally fill me up i am nothing without you guys you guys um really are the reason that i do what i do uh if you enjoyed this podcast you want to catch me somewhere else i am on instagram instagram is my game you can catch me at tim spears coaching you can catch me on facebook at tim spears you can catch me on twitter at tim spears you can even catch me on fucking linkedin at Tim Spears. My friends, I can't wait to see you across all of those platforms, but most importantly, I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the Tim Spears Audio Expression, my friends. I'm over and out. Have a swing on something you love. We have one shot. Have one at bat. Let's fucking do this.